What's up, team? We're back. St. John's just took care of business in our first glimpse of the, uh, you know, mostly brand new basketball team, aside from uh, two returners. 107 to 43, we took down the mighty Baruch College Bearcats. Don't know if they're the Bearcats, but I'm going with Bearcats. Uh, Baruch, Baruch, Baruch was not on fire. Um, 107 to 43. And aside from the first four minutes where I think Baruch was up 7-5, to five, it was a, a route. And that's kind of what we expected to see. And uh, there was definitely a lot of positives to take from it. Important to remember that this competition is extremely, extremely different than what we will see, even in the terms of the non-conference portion of the schedule. So while the positives are great to see, we got to remain, remain balanced and, uh, you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Because if uh, this is how we'll look against Division One teams, well then hell, book your tickets to the Final Four. But we know that's not the case. Um, 107-43, first half we led 57-21 going into it, uh, going into halftime. Um, once we got uh, Baruch flustered, we were able to turn them over a little bit. I thought Mathis in particular in the beginning parts of that first half really, really ignited that in the defensive end we were able to get the ball out in transition get some easy baskets and once that started happening it had a you know a huge ripple effect throughout the game our press looked better our defense looked better and the shots we were able to get in transition were uh, really really racking up we didn't really have to score much in the half court we were able to break them down in transition you know with steals and just pushing it off the secondary break that's one thing that uh Hopefully we get a chance to work on in the closed-door scrimmage. But uh, the half-court offense, we didn't really get a chance to see. And that's one of the question marks I had coming in. But um, in transition, we looked awesome. Then the new guys, Mathis, looks like a 10 out of 10 when he's in transition. We'll see how he does in a more half-court-paced uh, game. But in transition, he looks, you know, unreal. Athletic, strong, gets off the, the floor extremely quick and really knows how to get on the break and, and to get towards the rim. He did miss some uh, chippies on the inside, but um, on the break, I mean, you couldn't really ask for more out of him. Wheeler, too, once he gets out on the break, he looks like a stud. He did look good on, a, on one uh, catch and pull three in the first half. I'm not sure how well he'll do inside against other big guys, but he looks more comfortable in the perimeter. Um, at least that's where he, he, he seems to find himself more. Um, Smith... Kind of a, a do-it-all guard out there tonight. Some points, some some shooting guard just kind of fit in. Um, his shooting will be much needed, and he looks capable of doing that. But um, this was a, a team that really couldn't challenge us inside, and in the second half we started to realize that, and Soriano took full advantage of one monster dunk. I'm surprised his arm got to the to the rim. I, it looked like he was going to maybe do a sky hook or some weird-ass shit, and he ended up throwing it down right in the dude's face. He finished with 17 points, I believe. Uh, Champagne had 17 points. Um, Coburn and Wheeler each had 11. A bunch of other guys contributed. Posh had at least nine assists. I'm not sure if he got his 10th one, but he looked good. He looked like he was in good shape. And, you know, from start to finish, St. John's was the much better team. 
and it was just kind of let's sit back and enjoy what we're seeing and watch these young guys play. Um, and speaking of young guys, Pinzone and Stanley both both really had nice games out there. Pinzone shares the ball extremely well. The ball movement got better once he got in there in the first half. His length on defense, um, he's, he's able to utilize that. And although you can tell he's got some work to do in the weight room, um, he's already made some progress there, and his his savviness helps him make up for that. Stanley, on the other hand, he's much more physically ready, and he loves to play uh, inside, and we're going to need that presence. He had second and third effort plays, ran the floor extremely well, had some rebounds, had some putbacks, had some dunks, so that was good to see. Um, and then, really, the route was on, 107-43. to 43. We probably could, could have scored 130 points if we really wanted to. Um, but he showed some class, I guess. Baruch, they'll probably, you know, learn a lot from this. They hadn't played in over 500 days. That's crazy. So Rust could have played a factor for them. They're probably saying that in the locker room. Whatever you got to tell them, coach. Um, but let's just talk about some of the guys. Uh, Posh, you know, I thought Posh, similarly to the, um, red and white scrimmage or the opening night tip off, whatever you want to call it. He just looks like he's in a little bit of shape, a little bit slimmer, uh, quicker getting up and down the court, and he's going to need it because the ball will be in his hands um, more than it was last year, I think, without Dunn. And that doesn't mean – that's not to take away from any of the guys that we got. I'm just saying Dunn played with the ball in his hands quite a bit, and Posh was able to play off him this year. I think the ball will be in Posh's hands more, and uh, he'll, he'll uh, be really – asked to be the key, key straw that that stirs the drink. Um, Mathis, his defense, like I said, really, really played a big role in the first half. He's he's built tremendous for for a basketball player. Um, Looked like he was trying his best to pressure the defense, uh, to play pressure defense, and today he was really successful at it against bigger, stronger guards. We'll see how that translates, but um, he looks like athletically he can keep up with Almost anybody. Uh, Smith, like I mentioned, hit a couple threes. Pretty smart, savvy guy out there. Uh, he's got a little less size than the other guards, uh, excluding Posh. But when you talk about Mathis and Coburn and when Nasu gets back, he's got a little less size. So we'll see if that plays a factor with how well he's able to play in uh, the defensive schemes Coach Anderson has. Uh, worth noting, we saw some some zone out there tonight, and I like that. They had Coburn, they had pin zone up top and some 2-3, and it was a matchup style zone. The wings were extending out pretty high. When you got a guy like Soriano, who, who you can place in the middle of that zone, you can get creative. Of course, you can always fall back into the zone off some pressure defenses, so that's a nice wrinkle. And when you got big, long wings, long guards, um, you can always, always get creative with some zones. Um, but really, really excited to see Smith and Mathis, how they will uh, transform their games in the Big East. Um, Champ, I think it's safe to say we can put the uh, small forward talk away for now. Started tonight at the four, and once Dylan comes back, they'll even be more Excuse me, of a crowd in that two or three position. So he started at the four after a little bit of a slow start. It was back to normal for him, 17 points, 13 rebounds, hit some threes, got some easy baskets, was just in the right spots, uh, extremely smooth. Remember, he's only been practicing for a week or so full at full speed. So, you know, these uh, the shots that didn't fall early in this game and the shots in the Midnight Madness 
It's just a little bit of rust he's shaking off, but he's he's good to go. And at the four, he really has his best matchup um, possibilities there, I think, to to our advantage, both offensively and defensively. And, of course, you want to provide him with the best opportunities to showcase himself for the NBA, but I think um, him playing to his best abilities here at St. John's and doing that at the four might might be his best way to showcase those abilities and there'll be times you sprinkle in some three minutes and some you know I think uh, even with the added size we got I don't think we're I don't think it'll be uh, far-fetched at some point to see a lineup or two where champ does play the five for a small stretch you could have Coburn, Wusu, Mathis all on the floor out there with Posh and champ for a stretch and really see what happens but you won't see it time and time again and it won't wear down his body as much as it has in the past and speaking of uh, wearing out bodies, Soriano, that guy is huge. Uh, the second half, we really got to see it. I think uh, we got to understand as a team, we're probably not used to looking for a big presence down low. You know, on uh, lobs or uh, drop-offs is something different. But to feed a guy in the post is something we weren't, we weren't really doing last year. So that first half, we really didn't focus on getting Soriano the basketball. In the second half, we saw a little bit more of that, and we were able to see what he was able to do with it. A couple nice passes as well, one to Posh. Another one, I think, was to Wheeler. Um, but the one to Posh and a nice uh, high-low, on a you know almost like a give-and-go exchange uh, was nice. Posh had a nice finish. But um, really excited to see how Soriano translates against bigger guys if uh, he's able to, um, you know, score one on one like he like he says he's confident doing, because that will only open things up. And I uh, was paying attention in, in the first half when we had our first really solid stretch. Um, you know, one of our first really solid stretches, we were able to get out and run with him on the court. You know, he wasn't preventing our team from running. He was either getting the rebound and giving it right to a guard, or he was trailing the break, or he was getting out in front of himself. Um, for a big guy, he's not really uh, too slow on his feet. Um, so it's good to see that, and I'm, I'm uh, you know, pleased with what we saw tonight from him. Coburn, uh, loved this guy. I think uh, he, he brings a really nice added dimension, different from Mathis, where I think Mathis will shine in transition and in defense. I think Coburn might shine uh, in the half court on offense, um, although not not to take anything take anything away from his defensive ability. He's certainly got um, some size and some length to help out there, but on offense, he's smooth. He can finish inside um, from deep, smart with the basketball. I'm a sucker for lefties, so he's got my heart already, I think. Um, speaking of having my heart, Stanley, Omar, Stanley Steamer. <clears throat> man, this guy's a dreamer, and he is just uh, full of energy. Looks like a guy that really, really enjoys playing. We got a team full of guys who seem to really enjoy playing. Um, everyone seems to really enjoy playing with Posh. Everyone really seems to hate playing against him, which makes it all the more fun for us. But uh, Stanley is a guy who I don't think we're going to be able to keep off the floor. As, as good as I thought Wheeler and Soriano played, I think there's going to be you know a, a, a world where Stanley becomes you know close to a 20-minute-per-game guy because we're going to need his interior presence and his, and his ability to get up and down the court. Um, Soriano might not be able to give you the minutes and I'm not sure if Wheeler wants to play inside as much or maybe not wants to but is, is capable of giving you the inside presence that 
Stanley may be able to. Wheeler might be more accustomed and, and more capable of hitting some threes and giving you some length on um, you know blocking shots, but I'm not sure if he's going to give you those putbacks or those drop-offs that uh, uh, Stanley will fight for to the nail. Uh, Pinzone, his length, his his uh, his know-how, that stands out. He had a three, I think, maybe even two. I know he had one for sure. But uh, just strikes me as a guy who knows how to play. Slides up and down the court, moves really well, understands angles, um, shares the ball. I thought the tempo really increased when he came in in the first half. And, and he doesn't look scared out there, even though he's he's the thinnest guy on the court. Uh for our, for our team, he doesn't look scared. Doesn't look to back down, which is good to see. That's that comes from his experience playing overseas, I'm sure, and you know, growing up playing uh, some really competitive basketball in high school. Um, Wheeler hit that really th- good looking three in the first half. Had some a few really nice blocks in the second half. That 360 dunk on the break showcased his athleticism. Um, did miss a few free throws. I, I want to see what he can do inside, rebounding against guys that who are who are more physical. Um, he's going to get every opportunity he could ask for here, um, and, and hopefully he proves it. And hopefully him and Soriano can really uh, create a nice tandem, you know, a thunder-lightning type thing. You know, shout-out Tiki Barber and Ron Dane, um, and, and see what they can do. Because Soriano, size-wise, brings everything that everyone else in the – Big East has size-wise. You know, there might be a few guys a little bit taller than him, but physically he'll be able to match up size-wise. Can Wheeler on the on the other side of that spectrum make other teams change the way they play when we have Wheeler in that game? Um, or will their big men give him issues inside? And, you know, if, uh, if that is the case, there comes Stanley, there comes NY, uh, there are chances. And NY looked pretty good out there on defense. He was really moving his feet. He looks to be pretty coordinated for a big man. Um, had had one nice dunk. Was able to, uh, you know, move pretty well on defense. But looks like, he, at least at the start of things, Coach Anderson f- figures to have him towards the end of the depth chart um, with the bigs. And that left uh, Drissa Treor, who was mentioned as a possible redshirt candidate, Um do I think he could benefit benefit from redshirt? Absolutely, I think any player could. In the climate of uh, you know what college basketball is today, I'm surprised you would redshirt a kid, just because it's so easy to transfer. You're always going to have a lot of turnover. Um, you know, I guess they don't think he's ready. That's fine. I, I'm not questioning Coach Anderson's decision making towards it. I'm just a little bit surprised people even. Uh, Redshirt, you know, with all the transferring in, in college basketball these days. But to each their own, and I look forward to what he will do next year in the St. John's jersey or whatever. Um, but that's it for the exhibition slate. We have Rhode Island in a closed-door scrimmage, and then we have our first game November 9th. Uh, I cannot wait. I'm excited for what happened today. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of good to, to take from it. Remember to keep our expectations realistic, not to get too high off this win, but uh, maybe get uh, too high off this joint. Um, and that's it, guys. So uh, thanks again, as always, for listening to the Red Storm Rap Reaction podcast. Looking forward to a nice long season of these, of these reviews. Hopefully they're all this positive. And uh, for Pat Kane, I'm Bootsy Thornton. Peace! Peace!